0: triangle tire tires for life presents dave's corner garage the following is a paid program opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures which your sister may find offensive but you think are hilarious there's one in every family (music) buckle in everyone it's time to get this show on the road Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now 416 360 0740, or toll free at 1 866 740 4740. Good
1: morning, Al. Good morning, Brian. How are you? All good. It's a beautiful uh, rainy Saturday.
2: Well, it is. And I guess tires don't really wear out in the rain, do they? They do, of course, especially the way I was driving. Oh, but I was watching. I was watching the uh, on dirt. They did Martinsville on dirt. Yeah, how cool is that? And they showed these tra- these tires that were this big, but they looked like tractor tires, yeah. right? Yep. And they said, no need to change them because they don't wear in the mud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? They, they don't. I did, I did some off-road racing years ago, uh-huh. and, and that was never a concern. The, the concern was rolling the truck well, during the race. But, uh, yeah, tires really didn't wear.
2: No, but the roof and glass would pop out like yeah. some oh, of yeah. a gun. Oh it?
1: yeah, oh yeah, that was that was all bad. Anyway, it's a lovely Saturday, and we have uh, we have a couple of special guests in the studio. We have Jack Benzikar from Tyre Butler, and Brian Redinger. Hello, hello, good <laughs> <laughs> morning, guys. Good morning. <laughs> and uh, and and Brian, of course, is the uh, the son of the namesake of yes. this radio show.
2: That's right. He kind of looks like a little Dave. I don't know if he's going to like that, but. Uh, I kind of look like him, yes.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Same laugh, too, is about it. That's
1: true. All right. That's true. Jack,
2: Jack's been on, a, on, on, on with us before. He's the founder and head butler at Tire Butler. How are you, Jack?
3: I'm great, and it's great to be here. Um,
2: I'm surprised you have enough energy. This is like the craziest time of year to do this, right?
3: It started about three weeks ago, and our teams are going nonstop. The trucks are running nonstop, and. Uh, it's, it's a crazy time of year, but it's, it's a fun time of year.
2: Yeah and uh, and, and you know it's, the weather man can make you crazy. Eh? Yeah. I mean all of a sudden so two weeks ago, last week it's plus you know 20 and people are going, I need to get them done today. People don't realize you know you've only got so much so many assets, so much people to do the
3: work, right? Exactly. You're probably booking for May already at this point. We're booked through probably till mid May. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's kind of funny, you know. It's it, during the winter time you get people panicking, and I get it. It's like it's good. There's a snowstorm tomorrow. You yes. Know, you, you buy on. You know, buy on rumors, sell on news, type of thing. Yeah, and here it's like it's not. No, you don't have to call tomorrow morning. It's going to be sunny. I need my tires on right away. I know. I had somebody freaking out. I said they're not going to friggin' melt. Okay, just
2: chill, just chill. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right? people
3: drive to Florida? You know, during the winter, you need snow tires to drive to Florida and come back. So true. It's, cr- it's not going to kill the tires. It, it's it's not that bad. It's not ideal,
1: but it's not that, it's bad. Not that bad. And <laughs> you know, obviously, we we advocate for winter and summer tires here. And uh, you know that's that's the way I deal with it. Yeah. yeah and speaking absolutely. of driving,
2: we've got Colin Casey with us. from yes.
1: Pinnacle Driving Academy. Yeah, they do lots of things. They've got an uh, autocross series. They do uh, driver training at uh, Toronto Motorsport Park, which is the best thing because they encourage people to get to the track and don't race on the street. Now, question. It's usually pretty tough to tell a guy that he doesn't know how to drive. Oh yes. So, but but
2: I guess here they're asking for.
1: For help that that's the thing when you when you go to a racing school hopefully you you know some 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 gentlemen can uh, get over their ego <laughs> um, when, when I was teaching a lot I really preferred to teach women uh-huh. uh, at, at you know that that first performance driving school they're so much easier to teach than dudes dudes uh, the, the, <laughs> I think I think it was Mario Andretti who said there's two things you can't tell men one is how to drive and the other is how to make love that's it <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right and of course. And at the end of the show, or before the end of the show, obviously, we got Trevor Hutchison from Crown, who's going to have a special prize. So you may want to assure that you're tuned in for that.
1: Yes. And you have your phone number, uh, your phone ready to dial. Yeah. That's we'll all I'm going to say.
2: I'll give out the number later because yeah. I don't need you calling now. We got stuff to do. And we're going to get to that right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Maxson in studio with my pal Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors, Jack Benzikar from Tire Butler, and uh, our pal Brian, who's uh, joining us as a surprise. This is very cool. We get to talk cars all morning. Very well, cool. Thanks for having me.
2: All right. And uh, tires. Tire Butler. Okay. Did, I, I guess, did what? Did you see your biggest growth in terms of you know the size of the company and everything because of COVID or during COVID?
3: Not really. You know, sorry,
2: where people wanted like, a touchless kind of interaction.
3: We grew... Uh, you know, a bit from COVID, but the uh-huh. real the real impetus of growth was was real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be in downtown in this area. You know, there'd be garages everywhere. But as as real estate became more valuable, the guys at the little garages couldn't afford to be downtown anymore. Right. And so I was people. I was living downtown, and I needed tires one day, and it was like I had to drive. It was right around the corner. I was living at uh, you know Tecumseh and Queen, and I had to drive to to Tobico to get tires. And I'm like, this is kind of ridiculous. I why can't somebody come to me? And that's how it started. So real estate was the impetus. And COVID did help because a lot of the businesses were closed. The dealerships mm-hmm. were closed. And, th- and as an essential service, we were doing police departments and other things. It, it helped grow our business. But um, thankfully, we didn't grow because of COVID. Because as you notice, every business that's grown because of COVID has come down once COVID sort of passed. So And for people who still-
2: are maybe not familiar with it, tell us exactly what you guys do.
3: We're, we're a complete mobile uh, tire service and sales business so mm-hmm. anything you could get at a normal tire shop we will do we send fully equipped trucks to your home or office um, you, you can buy all major brands from us we'll come and install them we'll take a we'll take away your seasonal tires to store them uh, we can repair your rims when they're off season if they're damaged um, we'll do balancing we do we have road force balancing systems we we've got everything you need from any tire uh, aspect for a vehicle So instead of
1: someone going to a tire shop, you guys come to them?
3: We bring the tire shop to them. It's it's
1: absolutely perfect. It makes makes so much sense. One call and we do it all. There you go. Okay. (laughs) That's it. My new (laughs) (laughs) tire. There you go. Al's going to send you a bill for that (laughs)
2: one. So question, for example, I I buy a new car and and now um, hopefully it's not December when I'm calling you. (laughs) It's October, November, but... Um I I think I need a tire and wheel package. How how would I go about that?
3: You just call us and and you can go online or you just call us and and we'll actually, you know, give you all your options, your mm-hmm. downsize options. We tend to recommend downsizing for winter time. Uh-huh. Uh we only sell direct fit rims, so we don't sell multi-fit at all. Mm-hmm. Um and we actually more perfect fit. So that you use the same bolts for the wheels, same there's no there's no centering rings or anything. Um, and we'll put a, you know, the sensors, if you need them, um, the proper tires, we'll ask you what type of driving you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, do you go up North? If you go up North, you go skiing, you're going to need a bit more of an aggressive tire. If you're, if you're an urban driver, you know, we want to get you more of an ice slushy type of tire. Um, so we'll, we'll talk you through it. We'll ask the proper questions and get you what you need. And then we just come to your home or office and, and install it. So they're basically, they're all prepped beforehand. We'll we, we'll we'll prep them there. Sometimes we'll build a certain unique vehicles. We'll want to test fit first. So we'll come to your house and we'll make sure. And if it, if it, if the wheel fits, if the you know if there's a caliper package we maybe didn't know about or something, we'll test fit it there and then we'll build it right on the spot. And put
2: right it in your for car. for people who aren't familiar with that, you see when we downsize when you're taking a, a vehicle that got 20 or 22 inch wheels, you don't want to use those in winter times. So you want to go with a smaller rim with a wider sidewall and. You have to make sure it'll fit
1: <laughs> that, that's yeah. that's the thing so that we were, we were talking uh, off air about uh, this mercedes electric that i was driving yeah. it had the there's a standard brake package and then there's an optional brake package. Mine had the optional brake package, which is these massive carbon ceramic rotors, and they needed 21-inch wheels to clear. So that's, that's the kind of stuff you guys have to pay, really pay attention to.
3: Exactly. And, and we'll tend to get that information from, you know, we'll get everybody's VIN numbers before so we can look up the car and we know exactly what's on the package. But, you know, sometimes there's, somebody's made a change on the car. You know, we had a time, ch- once we had, a, one year we sold a set of wheels to somebody on an Audi, and they got a brake job and the wheels wouldn't go back they were rubbing the next season and we didn't know what happened and what actually happened was that Audi had changed the caliper mm. and the Audi logo was engraved so it was raised so the Audi logo was was bumping on on the on the uh, spokes
2: wow. it was really
3: interesting wow so because so, they had used just labels and paint and then the then the next time it was an engraved raised uh caliper cap so, yeah
2: i mean for the most part people don't know i mean i'll say they're blue, yeah. <laughs> you know? I think they're red. Which part are you talking about?
1: Exactly. You know? You're the tire guy. I'm not a tire guy. Yeah, you're supposed to know everything. It's a, there's a. You're. I mean, not not just as a business, but uh, you know, the your 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 technicians have to know a lot a lot of stuff because it. it the, you know, it's. You know, we think that dealing with tires and wheels is an easy
3: thing, and it's it's really not. It, it's not. It's, it's funny you say that because everybody who I've ever brought into the business to help us with, whether it's the technology software, come leave saying, I cannot believe how complicated tires are. So, so we really, you know, our technicians are all TIA certified and they go through a whole two, three-day course. And then they got, that's just one portion of it. And then they get tested and go on and it keeps going on and on.
2: Well, hey, that's the only connection between your car and the road, right? Exactly. It's important. So it's important. got to be done right. Yep. 100%. All right yep. and uh, and you got to drive
1: right, and... And, uh, well, we've got Colin Casey from Pinnacle Driving Academy coming on uh, after the break, and we're going to talk about performance driving. We are. You think we could teach us something? Uh, maybe. I maybe. think we have to be receptive. Yes. Well, you're, you're going to racing school, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Maxson, studio with Alan Gilman as well as Jack Benzikar from Tire Butler and Brian Redinger, who's the uh, uh, son of the namesake of the show. But joining us on, uh, on the uh, phone is Colin Casey from Pinnacle Driving Academy. Welcome, Colin.
4: Hi there, guys. Thanks for having me. A hey, question.
2: They caught some kid doing like 200Ks on the 401, and he was impaired. He wasn't a graduate, correct? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I think I'm
2: getting broken up here. <laughs> All right. I'm just assuming that that the guy who was driving crazy on the four one was not one of your graduates.
4: <laughs> I would
2: certainly hope not. <laughs> well, he didn't crash the car. Mm-hmm. I don't think.
4: Well, you know, we, so we got to get got him credit for that.
1: <laughs> but, you know, the, the, that's the, true. What what I, Colin, what I love about what you guys do is is you encourage people to take it to the track and and not race on public roads. That's number one. That's yeah. so that's so important. And then that you know that's a, that's just a, a rabbit hole because there's so much to learn about performance driving.
4: Oh, absolutely. Uh, exactly to your point. You know, especially nowadays, everybody has access to high-performance vehicles, it seems. So, you know, taking it to the track where you can really, you know, use the car's performance and do it in a safe way is, uh, is really what it's all about. Especially, you know, when you guys know that, uh, as well as I do, that when you take it to the track and you learn about performance driving, uh, as much fun as it is, the important thing is all those skills you learn are directly transferable to street driving. So, you know, when it comes to car control, vision, all those sorts of things, definitely makes you a better driver on the street, not just on the track.
1: Uh, ab- absolutely does. That, that's why we're going to send Al to one of your courses this summer.
4: <laughs> we will gladly take him. <laughs> I, I'm
2: a hooker, and I didn't even realize oh. what, what that was. And Brian said, you're a hooker. And I went, yeah, it's easy. No, you don't do it like that, you know. And, but, but But it gets back to, I never went to driving school. Uh-huh. I went to yeah. Jack's driving school. Who was Jack? Jack was my dad. He yeah. says, "I'll teach you," <laughs> but but who knew if he knew how to drive properly? And then, and then next thing that happened was I got speeding ticket after speeding ticket because that's how Jack drove. You see, yeah, and <laughs> or or did we know about the the passing lane that it's specific for a passing? No. So you're only as good as that, and and even in, now that I'm in the repair business, you know, you ask somebody if they've checked their oil, and they go, "You mean that's something you got to do?" Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but if you're not taught properly,
1: that, that that's exactly it. You know, those yeah. of us who are are interested in performance driving, we end up going down this this path, and then you know, it's it is like a, a rabbit hole. You can go you can go so far, and and Colin, what what you guys have done, you you have driver training, but you also have uh, competitive uh, autocross. Uh, series.
5: Yeah, we do.
4: Yeah, exactly. So what we do is obviously our bread and butter is introducing people to the world of grassroots motorsports. But uh, to your point, yeah, we try to facilitate different paths from that starting point. So one of the things we started a few years ago was a, a competitive auto slalom series. Uh, a bunch of our members, including myself, have been doing that for, for quite some time, longer than I care to admit. <laughs> Don't want to give away my age here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we have our series. We're starting Season 2. It's a great series. We do it here in the GTA. We have uh, two venues this year. One of them is Sheridan College in Oakville. The other one is the uh, casino there, Elements Casino, 12th line of 401. Two awesome venues, giant wide-open parking lots. We set up a course with pylons, some tight technical driving. And uh, it's a heck of a lot of fun, low cost, and anybody can come out in their car and do it. It's great. How much, uh, in the way of your
2: training, I mean, how much? How many uh, sessions do you need to sign up for, and are they all individual?
4: Yeah, great question. So, again, our bread and butter is the introductory course. Uh-huh. So, essentially, what that is, it's a full day, 9 to 5, at Toronto Motorsports Park. Uh, we chose that track specifically because it is safer in the, in the sense of the way the track is designed. It's flat. You can see everything. Uh, there's pretty much no walls anywhere, so you just go in the grass if you make a mistake. So uh, it's a full-day course, 9 to 5. We have a couple of different dates offered throughout the summer. And uh, the idea is it's specifically designed for people who have their, you know, zero performance driving experience or very little uh, performance driving experience to so come out and uh, get your feet wet and start the journey. And, and you can do it in any old car, right? Exactly, yeah. We encourage people to actually bring their own vehicle because that's the car you're going to be driving on the street most of the time. When it comes to grassroots motorsports, usually you're competing in your own car, whether it be you know, Time Attack, Autocross, or something else. So we want you to learn the specifics in that vehicle, especially since that's the vehicle you're comfortable with already. So it makes it a little bit easier to learn.
1: Uh, if people want to learn more about the programs and the autocross, how do they how do they find you guys?
4: The yeah, so best way is our website, PinnacleDriving.com. Uh, we have a presence on Facebook and Instagram, things like that as well. But obviously, on the website, you can link off to you know, all our socials. You can link to any information you need, whether it's our courses, our lapping events. We do a of cross as we mentioned. So it's all there on the website. A question. Uh, people
2: are moving towards electric cars. Uh, any specific training that's going on there?
4: Yeah, interesting question. So <clears throat> the electric car thing is interesting. Uh, first of all, you're starting to see a lot of governing bodies actually restricting electric cars. From competing grassroots motorsports, oh. um, because of the the battery fires, right? right. So yeah, it'd be you know, a problem. something, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you know the average fire extinguisher you have at the racetrack for your normal situation like this doesn't apply to the batteries they have in electric cars. So. In terms of the actual training, uh, there's nothing really radically different. I mean, you know, Casey, I gotta have to,
2: gotta have to stop you. I mean, because you can't hear the music in the background, but we got to pay some bills. We do thank you for joining us (laughs) and check out Pinnacle Driving Academy. And if you got an electric car, he'll tell you how not to crash it. Absolutely, (laughs) that's what we do. I I call it grassroots. Is that because you're in the grass? Is that the the runoff area? Sometimes you are. Perfect. And you don't want to make, you you don't want to light it on fire. That's for sure. This is names corner garage. We'll be back in a moment.
1: Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, Jack Benzikar from Tire Butler, and Brian Redinger, special guest in and on today's episode. And we we're talking about your your Tesla,
3: yeah, Jack. And yeah.
1: and uh, you know, as much as I malign them, uh, I'm I'm just not a you know I I get it. I'm just not a huge fan, but they they are basically supercomputers
3: on wheels. It, that's all it is it is a computer it is it a computer that they attach wheels to um it it it's a great utilitarian car it 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 you know gets you from a to b comfortably um doesn't have a soul i don't you know i i, I sort of i miss the sound i miss the smells uh, of of a traditional ice internal combustion engine vehicle but it it's like you know you get all these recalls for software things and you're sleeping and you wake up in the morning and your car has been updated Um, it's, it's a supercomputer and it, it, it's it's mind boggling what they've been able to do in such a short time. Uh, That's, that's for
1: sure. And, you know, all EVs kind of suffer from the same problem, which is they weigh at least a thousand pounds more than any other car. And that has a huge impact on tires and, and how quickly you go through them. Because for me, not only does the, the weight have one consideration, but for me, I would use that throttle pedal aggressively all the time and I would just burn through the tires. So, you know, might, the tires on, on your Tesla might last me 5,000
3: kilometers. You, you know, most people who, who get an EV are surprised at how quickly they have to replace the tires. And it, it's one is the weight, as you, as you described. Uh, two is, is the acceleration. You know, you, you take advantage of it, the torque that goes on. Three is the regenerative braking. So you can actually hear, you know, when the, when the, the motors start to slow the car down, when you're not using your brake, if you have the windows open in the spring, or the, you can actually hear the tires sort of okay, gripping yeah? the road. Yeah, you can hear them sort really? of chirping in there oh. as they're slowing down. Uh, so tires go quite quickly. And and now the manufacturers are all starting to come out with with EV tires. You know, like Salem's coming out with some EVs, um, specific tires, the E-Range. And Michelin's coming out with some E-to-E e specific tires that are going to give you stronger sidewalls. They're going to give you a compound that, that lowers rolling resistance. But at the same time, sort of um, gives you a bit more longevity, um, so you're not burning out the tires as fast, um, and you're getting the big the big thing on EVs for people is quiet because you, you without an engine, all you hear are the harmonics of a tire, and you so, don't
2: realize until that happens that there are harmonics. They
3: are like when you stand beside a highway and you hear trucks and things, you think you're hearing the engines. You're not. You're actually hearing the tires. You're hearing the harmonics of the tires that that are that are going by. So so you know we have noise wear rolling resistance and and these are very specific for for EVs that's not to say you can't use any tire on a car that's that that's a, it's not true you can use any tire will work on as long as it's got the right weight and speed rating you can use any tire on an EV absolutely and the 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 tire technology
1: for EVs just blows me away because you know all of those things you you mentioned have to be engineered into a tire and what blows me away is is uh, that they're actually engineering these tires so that they're quieter than regular tires. That just blows my mind, but the nature of driving an EV is that it's a quieter driving experience so they want less noise in the cabin.
3: Absolutely. The, the technology that goes into tires has is, is always blown my mind away. I, I started in the tire industry on the corporate side. I was, was working for a very large company for years and I'd go to the factories and, and the R&D centers and, and I was amazed at what type, you know, the the, the the compounds that they were using in the rubber to make the rubber and the artific- and the silicones and things and how a certain chemical at a certain temperature would, you know, change in the tire. So they had to figure that out. It, it, it's really impressive that the, the amount of, of research that goes into a tire. And now it's changing because we've been doing the same thing for so long with ICE cars and all of a sudden now with EVs, they've got to change that technology.
2: Well, question. You seem to know what you're talking about tires. So if, if I want... To lessen the rolling resistance to give me
3: better fuel economy,
2: do I not lose traction too?
3: If, you, if you're, re- repeat that, sorry, if you're.
2: Uh, you want it to roll as easy as possible. Yes. You want to get good mileage. Uh,
3: you want it to be quiet. Your traction Your will traction. reduce. Your traction, what happens and, there? And that's what, that's what the tire companies are trying to do now. They're saying, how do we increase, how do we lessen rolling resistance and increase traction, or at least keep it the same? Mm-hmm. And that's really where the, where the research is going into right now. This is where, Brian, as much as you, you, know, you mentioned that you can put any old tire on a car,
2: um, one of the things that a lot of the electric tire companies do is that they have, in, they have inserted foam inside. Eh? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, we, we did it. Because a friend of mine bought a basic Kia electric car and said, Can you get me some snows? And I said, Sure, and put them on. And he called me the day later and goes, I got a noise. <laughs> I said, what kind of noise? <laughs> I said, well, winter tires make noise. No, 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 but this is different, you yeah. know, and, and it was the tires. And, and, and I didn't know about the foam because I'd never changed a Tesla tire before.
3: Yeah, so they put a, a thick roll of foam inside the tire. It's probably about an inch and a half thick, and, and uh, it's just glued to the inside of the tire, and that's to reduce the noise. I think you'll see in the next year or two that'll stop, and they're going to actually reduce the compounds themselves will, will be, because those tires, if you get a flat You've got to, we'll only repair tires from the inside, we don't boot we plugs. So we, we'll have to sometimes cut away that foam mm-hmm. in order to, to to put a patch plug and vulcanize it to the inside of the tire. Um, and I think the tire manufacturers are aware of that as well. Yeah, so the, they
1: are. Yeah. What, what is funny though is that this technology was developed for EVs, yeah. but
3: some luxury are manufacturers using are using yeah, it as well to, to, it. to reduce uh, road yeah. noise. Yeah. Road noise is a, it's a, it's a you know these cars it's the one thing you notice when you're in a luxury car or or a car is, is is the road noise
1: I, absolutely and and you know with I, I I'm fortunate to drive all of these cool cars and I drove the the new Rolls Royce Ghost a little while ago and they spent so much time making sure that the harmonics are tuned perfectly the road noise and the wind noise are reduced to a minimum it's just
3: incredible yeah I I, I can't even imagine. Being, driving on a highway and not hearing any noise at all, wind noise. I mean, you hear wind noise in these EVs, you know? Yes. Like, you can actually buy kits to fill in the, the the little areas now. To Tesla, like in the glass roofs, you can put these little uh, rolls of rubber in to quiet it even really? more. Yeah, there's all sorts. There's a huge aftermarket thing going on for for EVs now. Well, maybe they should just spend more time making sure the gaps are right in the first place. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that. <laughs> <is>, there's <laughs> that. <laughs> that is crazy how bad the gaps are on those cars.
2: Now, we're down here at Liberty Village and we look around and all we see is concrete uh, structures here. Everybody's moving into condos. I mean,
3: was that one of the great impetuses
2: as well for you guys? Because because now that I'm in a condo, I don't have a garage.
3: Yeah, um, that's it. You know, we, we we have, it's funny when you go online to book an appointment, one of the questions, it's all automated, our system. But it, it actually asks you if your car is in an underground or not, because then our system will will pick the right truck that will come to your home. And if it's an underground, so it fits in the underground. Um, and it's the same thing with uh, with the storage. If you have seasonal tires and you got a locker in a condo, you're not going to use, um, you know, five ten square feet of space to to store your tires. So we'll take them away. So th- that that's going well for us, the condo market. Um, but it, it, it it's really. It's also the people switching tires now. That So many people now understand that winter tires are important mm. and and the seasonality of them. Um, as a business, I, it's great. I mean, it, if, if people use tires all year long, it would be better for us to say because <laughs> they'd wear out faster. But, <laughs> you know, people don't realize you buy winter tires, they last longer. Your tires, your whole, both sets last much longer. Yeah, that's,
1: that's the thing. I, I think I'm on my third season with these winter tires. Yeah. and. You know, I don't I don't drive this car all that often. I at some point they're gonna have to come off just by because they're gonna age out.
3: Yeah, that, that's it. You you, you want to, to change it. We had we had a gentleman come by our main location. We have a location by Yorkdale on Bridgeland and uh somebody came by there and, and I happened to be outside and we were talking and he showed me his tires that were still had a lot of tread on them. And um when you looked in between the treads, you could see what's called the ozone cracking. You know, where where tires that tend not to drive a lot will will it you know a rolling stone gathers no moss sort of thing. It's the same thing with tires. You you want to drive a tire. If it doesn't drive and it sits, it, it starts to age prematurely, and you start getting cracking. And that's you don't want to drive that. And th- that's
1: another consideration that a lot of people don't understand is that tires really really do age out. They they need to go And at, yeah. at, at some point. I you know I don't I don't keep my tires all that long to begin with. But you know it, when when a tire is not getting driven, that's it's it is the worst thing. But you know the 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 problem the problem is that an older
3: tire effectively becomes uh, a lot um less safe becomes like they become like a hockey puck and they yeah. they just slide and you can tell the t- age of your tire it's quite easy to see it on the dot um you know a lot of the car manufacturers if you read the owner's manual they'll tell you that they, they i think Ford says 6 or 7 years is the maximum to keep a set of tires on the vehicle um but you know if you if you, you need to tires are so important and it's always amazing to me how people you know they'll spend a fortune on on safe cars and all this technology, and then they will like, yeah, it's just tires. though we don't need to worry about tires. Yeah, know? that's but, it, it, you know it's
1: a funny thing because it's it you know the the manufacturers really don't talk about it too much except when you're the performance and the things yeah. and whatever. So it's something that you know it's a consumable. It's it, it, you know it's it's an expense over the lifetime of the the vehicle. People don't want to spend a lot of money, but the reality is. It's so important. It's it's literally the only interface between the vehicle that you're driving and the road.
3: Absolutely. It it, it it's it's you know you you have the proper tire. Uh, if it helps you stop five feet sooner, that's 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 five feet that you just didn't get into an accident. And and you know it, it, what's what's a bumper cost to fix nowadays? It, oh. it, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's gotten crazy. It, it's gotten insane. So yeah. you know, it, it's it's just. I've always, I just don't understand when people, you, you, know, you, you spend the proper money on, on, a, on a set of tires, and unfortunately tires are one of those items in the world that you pay for what you get. It's a commodity. It's steel. It's oil. It's, it's technology. It's, it's what makes a tire, and, and you, know, you, 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 um, you buy a proper tire. You know, people go out and dress out in suits and dresses and things. You wear shoes that are according to the outfit you're wearing. Same thing for vehicles.
2: That's the match, you know. That's right. It, that's yes. the well, match. And, and the
3: wheels too. And, and, you, and the, wheels. You, the wheels are all the wheels are. Well, the wheels a are, are a big thing. thing. Yes, yeah. absolutely.
1: And, and you guys, you guys can help people out. We can, with, we, with we, wheels. Have,
3: we have. We have. all sorts of wheels, and those, uh, those are fun. And it's amazing how they change so quickly. Styles on oh, cars yep. and, and, and the styles of all the black and the you know the black wheels for so I long hate with the, those. Uh, and I have them. I hate them. Yeah, like oh, I hate it's, black wheels. Is down? It's it's everybody's looking for for back to silver and things like, and you, and none of the manufacturers have them yet. So hopefully they're going to come back. I on, hope so. All the aftermarkets.
2: All right, we got to wrap because we've got to take a. I was going to say a coffee break, but it'd be a commercial break. Commercial break. I didn't bring a coffee.
3: Uh, I did. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs>
2: All right, if you've got a pen handy, if you want to write this down, it's 416-360-0740. Again, 416-360-0740, or one 740 4740 and you're going, why am I writing this number down? Well, we're going to tell you in just a minute. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. And uh, joining us on the line is Trevor Hutchison from Crown, but before the break... Al gave you those phone numbers. Al, what are those phone numbers again?
2: Well, you know, Dave and Trevor go back a million years, right? Yeah. And he was one of the first sponsors, I think. No uh, kidding. And always, always, always so friendly and and, and like to help our listeners. And before we put him on air, he's offered already to give a free application. So all you have to do is phone that number one more time, 416-360-0740, and uh, you can get a free uh, Crown application. Trevor, how are you? Good
5: morning, Alan. That was uh, that was very kind of you. Morning, morning <laughs> Brian. Nice to talk to you guys.
2: Well, no, it was kind of you because you're giving the thing away. You know, <laughs> the red zone.
5: What's the red zone? Well, the the red zone is exactly what's happening right now. It is it is what happens in spring when we get a combination of the temperature starting to warm up. Uh, the height and humidity, and the beautiful moisture that we have on the road today, uh, this really creates the uh, uh, most corrosive time of the year as far as it relates to metals and and our vehicles.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: All right, and uh, because all winter it's frozen, right? Yeah, yeah. When it when it's too cold, it's a little bit like the discussion you, you had earlier on the you know on the tires, right, mm-hmm. and, and where the difference between temperature for, you know, for our winter tires and, and going to, whether you're in an all-season or a summer tire, well, corrosion's kind of the same way, is that when it is too cold, uh, corrosion is almost dormant. Uh, but once, once the temperature warms up, uh, moisture is really the, the culprit here and those de-icing agents that we put on the road all winter now start to activate again because of the moisture and that's what's sitting underneath our vehicles and that's what starts to corrode mm-hmm. and and that's why it's so important that that in the spring of the year uh that you take a look at, at getting the vehicle cleaned and, and then getting it rust protected
2: and you sell product and in fact people who let's say they want to do things themselves you guys sell product that way as well at the stores correct?
5: Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely, especially like, like outside of, say, urban areas, th- that's a very common thing that happens, Alan, is that uh, you- you'll have, uh, especially out in farming communities and that a lot of folks will do it themselves, uh, but it's like anything, if, if if people do good maintenance on their vehicles, mm-hmm. they're just, they're going to last longer.
3: Yeah. All right, we've got Jack Benzikar in the studio, he's got a question for you. No, it's not a question, I just, I it's, I, I used, I had a, a a 2003 BMW E39 Touring, a mm-hmm. wagon. Great wow. car. I love it. And and you guys used to, I used to... I don't know if it's still there, but I had an office in Etobicoke and I used to get my, that car crowned rust proof there right by the bridge. Um, yeah. And I got to tell you something. That car still... Has no rust on it. It has one place on it, and that's somebody banged the door, and I had to get the door replaced, and it never got protected. And it was, <laughs> that's it, the only thing that rusted. Well, so. funny enough to mention, because they
2: do free spray afterwards. Well,
3: the funny thing is, you talked about the product, because uh-huh. yeah. when they put the holes, I sometimes, i then I bought it myself right. and just yeah. sprayed it into the area, and it was great. And it's uh a it, 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 true story. The car is sitting in the back yeah. of our building, and it's in perfect condition. It's it's amazing.
5: Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that, yeah. Jack. Well, you know one of the, one of the things that that's happened like like Honda right now has a recall out uh, for CRVs and this goes back to uh, uh, to fix a, a frame rust issue and it's it's all because the, the problem was that road salts and deicing agents in 26 of the northeastern uh, United States um, they're recalling them And it involves over a half million CRVs. And and what's kind of interesting is that this goes back, Canada did this recall in 2019. The U.S. has just done it. And they're going back to model years as far back as 2007. And at that time, the CRV was was manufactured in the States. As of 2012, uh, most of them were being manufactured up here in Canada. Uh, and you know, Honda, like, like many manufacturers build very good vehicles. The challenge is, is that what's going on our roads with these de-icing agents, uh, have a significant impact on frame components, braking components, wiring components, uh, and, and without, without good preventative maintenance, uh, th- this is what ends up happening to the extent on this recall that in some cases Honda is actually buying the vehicles back because the repair is just too expensive.
2: Question, a lot of people are going electric. Um, are you guys prepared for that?
5: We are. We are. We're currently working uh, with a, a university down uh, in Windsor mm-hmm. uh, on some studies on electric vehicles and also in the, uh, the heavy-duty truck uh, bus industry. We're working with manufacturers uh, on how to address uh, these EVs. Um, there's no question this is where we're going to. And the fact is that there are significant differences in, in, in these vehicles. And uh, taking a look, first of all, is developing a product. Uh, we're fortunate that our main rust inhibitor was, was developed specifically with uh, dielectric properties involved, mm-hmm. but you also have to continue to refine your process. So, a big part of our R and D the last seven years, and it will continue to be for the foreseeable future, is going to be focusing on electric vehicles.
1: Well, I, 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 electrics are, are definitely uh, a consideration, and I, I don't know if this is true or not. I think if you're uh, if you're going to be rust protecting them, it's important. But I, I heard on on social media the other day because. Electric cars are electric. That you can't actually wash them. Is that, is that true?
5: Uh, no, 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 it's not true. Okay, good, good. But well, you know, Brian, we everything on social media is true, though, right?
1: <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I heard. I have seen it on the computer. It's got to yeah. be. What what I was gonna say, Trevor? I wasn't in uh, I was, in a, I, was dro- I drove through a blizzard um, this earlier this winter and. Uh, um, after that blizzard, the 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 snow and the ice and all that crap that was on the road was melting out of the car for three days afterwards. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and and you know the, you think you think about all that stuff that was on the road that gets into all those little cracks and crevices underneath the car. That to me that that is absolutely scary.
5: Yeah, it, it it really is, and 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 not to just to Brian and what you were saying about about the washing the vehicle. The, the fact is is that like on on heavy equipment, whether it's a class eight truck or uh, you know like a TTC bus, the fact is they do have to be careful like when they are uh, degreasing certain areas. And that that if you're driving water into electrical components, um, <laughs> there are going to be issues. Uh, you know, if it's not done properly. Uh, All right, Trevor, know, we do
2: have to bounce. We have to run. I'm so sorry. There's so no, much to no talk trouble. about. How do people find their local uh, Crown rust Protection
1: store?
5: Uh, you know, they can get us at uh, www.crown.com.
1: There and you go. And that's crown with a K.
5: Crown with a K. Thanks, gentlemen.
1: Trevor, thank you
2: very much. It's so kind of you to uh, give us uh, give one of our listeners a spray. You're welcome, guys. Have a great weekend. <laughs> All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Did I say something wrong?
1: <laughs> welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in the studio with Alan Gelman from Allen Motors, Jack Banzikar from Tyre Butler, and Brian Redinger, son of Dave Redinger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Son of Dave. So thanks now, for joining us.
3: From Dave Redinger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He'd laugh at that too. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're talking on the break. This is this is one of those great times of year where the roads are just horrible. The potholes haven't been patched, and you know, I'm running around on a on a, a set of like a minus one, a downsized set of wheels for yep. my winter tires because there's a little bit more sidewall there offering me a little bit more protection.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So so you know every car when you have your tire and wheel that whether you downsize or upside, everything's got to be the same overall diameter or within 2%. Um, and you can do that by either sort of increasing the 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 wheel the the metal part of it and and decreasing the rubber or or vice versa. I find, you know, downsizing uh protects you from the potholes, gives you a bit smoother ride, you get more sidewall protection. As a matter of fact, I drive my car all year long, I have a Tesla, which is a bit heavy, and I have a lot of clients who who use 20s that they hit potholes and brake tires all the time. It's a rough ride. I drive 19s all the entire year. Yeah, makes a lot of in sense. Size, yeah.
2: Um, other people have come on doing mobile service too, especially, I guess, during COVID, you know, the, so there was no interaction. But what do you need to look out for when you're looking for a mobile company?
3: Yeah, there's, there's a there's a lot of people getting into this industry. Um, we've been in it now for well over a decade, and, um, you know, first and foremost, yeah, it, it it's not a simple business. There's a lot that goes behind it. There's a lot of logistics. There's a lot of uh, proper training. You you know you want to make sure people walk around. and They say they're insured. Um, you know you, you know Al like from from a garage you have to have certain types sure. of policies. You can't just have your car insurance or truck insurance. We have right. a garage policy which which allows us to work on the cars. We have. Um, certain liabilities because we, we we'll make mistakes. You know mm-hmm. we've we've made mistakes. We've had we've had issues which cost us twenty thousand dollars, but you know we were able to fix it right away. A lot of these guys are, and, and you know who are out in this business aren't covered the same way. Don't have the same training. You want to make sure they have a a real location. Mm-hmm. You know we have a static location because again you know you we're there. So if you need something, we are there. You know where to find us. You, there's a big building with a huge sign on it. Um, if you want to complain, you're going to find us. You know, we're not. We're not. You know, I'm not hiding in my house somewhere. So, right,
2: it's not like buying a car from a guy at a Tim Hortons. <laughs> well, exactly, <laughs> and then, then finding out it was stolen, and you go, "Oh, he's. Oh, right, it was a Tim Hortons. I, I don't know where the guy lives. You want, you
3: want. We we see people. You know, you want you want the vehicle coming to you to be branded. Mm-hmm. You know, you want it to say the name of the company. You don't want some guy just popping out of his car. There's a lot of these sort of. Uh, amalgamators, where they they'll offer or the website looks great, mm-hmm. and the guy just shows up in a car with a little hand jack and and a, oh. and, a, and a lug wrench sort of thing.
2: Well, I was glad to hear Carrie uh, Schmidt, who who had reported on the the last tire that came off. Yep. He said they asked the driver, and he said, "Oh, my buddy put them on like the week before, eh? Yeah.
3: Uh, you
2: know, it's it, nice that he wanted to do it, he saved a lot of money. Well, until the wheel fell off.
3: till the wheel fell, and you have to do you know when you changing a tire and changing a wheel. Um, it's not just tightening it, you know, you, you, know, if, if it's done right, the chances of a wheel loosening are slim to none. Um, it means you gotta, you gotta clean the back of the wheel. You gotta clean the back, the the hub where the, the mounting surface you, you know, if you hear a, 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 impact gun, just go and then just stop, you know, run away from that company. We, we, we use guns just to get to about 50 pounds, which is half of usually most tires. And then everything's done with, um. Uh, uh, what we call split beam torque wrench, where they do it by hand, and mm-hmm. it's, it's set for every specific vehicle. Um, and, you know, you tighten the wheels, they're they cleaned, and they get tightened by hand to the manufacturer spec. Um, you're generally never going to have an issue.
2: And, and please, uh, you know, don't ignore it. If, if, if you just had your wheels done, and all of a sudden, two, three days later, you've got a funny noise that <laughs> sounds like the wheel's falling off, there's a good chance... It could be. Yes. so you so, might want to stop the
3: car. Wheels do not just fall out with giving you warning. That without giving you warning, they will make noise and they'll make a racket that something's wrong. And then it then it's gonna. You, know, you have to be in tune with your vehicle.
2: Yeah, I, I turned the radio up, but but I'm still hearing it. You know,
3: that's You're, not a fix. You'll feel it. You know, we people come if they have a vibration issue. The first thing we ask, where do you feel it? If you feel it in your, if you feel it in your seat, it's going to be the back of the car. If you feel right. in the steering wheel, it's going to be the front of the car. Um, you know, so you, you, vehicles talk to you. No matter how modern and how new they are, they will tell you what's going on just by feel.
2: And don't ignore it. Otherwise, your wheel could be passing you. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they usually do.
1: very bad <laughs> is happening
2: <laughs> at that point. <laughs> well, I want to thank Duncan for filling in today, of course. He did a great job. And our pal Carlos is in New York. I hope it's not raining there. I think he's uh, out doing a
1: marathon or he's, something. He's uh, running around New York, yeah.
2: We want to thank Casey, uh, sorry, Colin, Colin Casey, Casey from Pinnacle Driving Academy. He tells men uh, how to drive properly.
1: Well, yeah, it's, Which is a difficult task.
2: Well, they're asking for help, oh, you know. They
1: should be. They should be. So... Check out Pinnacle Driving. Uh, it's PinnacleDriving.com, and uh, they've got an autocross uh, series as well as uh, driving uh, performance driving school at TMP. Exactly.
2: Don't do your racing on the street. You're only going to get in trouble if you uh, do that.
1: bad
3: news. Take yeah. it to the track.
2: <laughs> Jack, thanks for being here again.
3: Guys, thank you so much. This was fun. I love being here. All right. Jack from the Tire Butler. What's the number? Uh, 416-234-1688. All right. Or TireButler.com. S- appointments still available. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they, they are.
2: They are. All right, we got to run. Drive safe,
3: everyone. And if you hear that
2: clunking, stop and check it out. Exactly. See you next week. Bye bye.